Hello and welcome to the Global City Missions podcast. The podcast is hosted by Global City Mission Initiative. This is Seth Bouchel, GCMI's team leader in New York. And today I'll be talking with GCMI's catalyst, Gabe Brazel, addressing the topic, Things I Wish I Knew. How are you doing, Gabe? I'm doing great. Thank you. So, Gabe, just to set some context, uh, this Things I Wish I Knew is a series that we've been doing uh, whenever we can get some experienced missionaries in the room. Because one of the things that we've learned doing training, and I'm sure you've seen uh, as much missionary mentoring coaching as you've been involved in, is that it's much more difficult to transmit perspective than it is just information. Um, That people's ability to really uh, measure and evaluate their own growth and uh, maturation as a missionary is really hard. And so we like whenever we get people like you on the podcast to just ask, you know, what's something that you wish you had known or would have done differently starting over in the field? So tell us about that today, Gabe. What do you, what do you wish you'd known starting out? Yeah, Seth, there's, uh, there's a couple things that, that I want to bring up today. I think, um, both really have to do with, with misconceptions that I had about evangelism. The first thing, um, would be just to put it in a, in a summary statement, worldly people, are a lot more curious about spirituality than I used to believe. What do you mean worldly people? I mean people in the world. We, we can read in scripture, you know, we read it in church if, if we grew up there. God has said to be in the world, but not of the world. And I think, at least where I grew up, there was sometimes us and there was them. There were the, there were the Christians, the, the people who followed Jesus, who went to church at least every other week, and they were on one side, and then there were the people of the world. There was the God followers and and the worldly people. Does that that clear it up a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So when you say that you were surprised about how open and receptive they are, what was your impression beforehand? Like, honestly, I really believed that if I spent – too much time with people outside of the church that, that the influence they would have on me would be negative and would, would pull me away from my faith. Hmm. Never really even, I mean, I did think about it maybe, but, but it didn't come to my mind very often how much of an influence I could have in their lives as a follower of Christ Okay, to be in the world, but not of the world. Sure. I think that whenever I would look at, at the people outside of the church, there was this idea that that they had already chosen not to be in the church. Hmm. They had already picked the side that said, we're not seeking after God. We're interested in these other things. Sure. And there was, there was a divide. Yeah. And that, that divide I think was mostly in my mind. Hmm. So if that's how you started when you came into New York, what is it that you'd wish you'd known that would have changed that? Right, right, right. What do you know now? I know that like whenever I meet with people, I can talk with them. I can ask them questions about life. I can ask them about what they believe and they will literally talk about what they believe like that easily. It's very open. Yeah. People are very open. You ask people, what do you put your faith in? And oftentimes people will talk about it. I think that um, whenever I, whenever I meet people, when I moved to New York City, I was very concerned with how I would uh, address the issue of, of why I was in the city. 
because I didn't want people thinking, you know, Gabriel is a, a missionary here, so he's here just to pound the Bible on my head all the time. And I didn't know how to set up those conversations. Mm-hmm. And so when people would ask me what I would do for work, I'd just kind of freeze for a minute. And um, It became evident to me that if I told people that I moved to the city to tell people about Jesus and to help start churches, that was actually a pretty welcome thing to say. Mm. Once in a while, people would kind of scoff and go their own way. Yeah. But if that happened, I'd realized that's probably not a person I'm going to have great interactions with at this present moment. Sure. But oftentimes people would respond with, really, tell me about that. You know, I used to go to yeah. church or tell me about that. How does that work in a city like this with people from all over the world? Or tell yeah. me about that. I've been praying to Jesus for a while now. Yeah, so there's a lot more spiritual curiosity from quote-unquote, you know, worldly people than you would have assumed. A lot more spiritual curiosity. Like, yeah. I I really think that for the majority of people, mm-hmm. we are looking for something. And it just takes somebody to start that conversation to say, hey, you know, what is it that we're looking for in this life? What is it that, that is, is going on inside of us? Because we want to believe in something bigger and better than than ourselves. Sure. So you said at the beginning that there were a couple of misconceptions about evangelism, one of them clearly being that, you know, worldly people are not spiritually curious or that worldly people are antagonistic to faith, which you now know isn't true. What What is the other thing that you felt like you wish you'd known coming in? I definitely thought that to prepare to share the gospel with these quote-unquote worldly people, I really needed to be prepared. I needed to be an expert in all things Jesus, basically. Sure. And so I think that my understanding, especially, um, I mean, in my youth, was I got to know the Bible better than everyone, which it's not bad to know your Bible. That's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. But got to know it better than everyone so that I can share after I go to Bible college and after I get prepared Right. To talk to people about Jesus. So you need to be an expert before you even start. Exactly. And yeah. that was that was a big thing, I think, a, a misconception that held me back because I missed out on quite a lot of time, years, where I had the opportunity with coworkers, with people that lived on my neighborhood, that maybe they knew I was a Christian, yeah. but I didn't really try to share the gospel with them because I thought I wasn't ready. I yeah. wasn't prepared. They're not going to hear it from me. Right. They're the worldly people, and they need an expert. Right. So what is it that you know now that you wish you'd known then? I mean, living here now, as I'm as I'm working with people, I have a part of a house church, and a couple of the members of our house church are, are people who, who believe in God. They believe uh, in his son, Jesus Christ. They believe that, that he is their hope and their salvation, but they haven't read all of the Bible. They haven't, they don't know all of, all of the stories. They don't understand all of the theological arguments that I might try to make have, if I was debating a, somebody of a, a different religion or something sure. like this. And really they have a very common, simple faith. But at the end of each time that we meet at house church, something that we, we say to each other is, you know, who can we go out and we can share these stories with and how can we apply these things that we're learning? Sure. And oftentimes, 
those things go out and happen. We go out and we share truths from the gospel that we're learning, that we're discovering. And we try to find ways that the teachings of Jesus actually apply to our lives. And so you have people who are brand new Christians, or sometimes I have a lot of friends that maybe aren't Christians, that they've heard the stories that I've told them, they've heard the things about Jesus, and they're going out and they're sharing them. I recently had a had a friend, he's um, he's Muslim actually, but I was sharing with him, we were talking about money, and we were talking about the, the words of Jesus, how Jesus said, if I store up all my treasures here on earth, where thieves can steal and moths will, will come in and destroy and rust will corrode everything, like, what, what good is that? But I should instead store up my treasures in heaven. I should live with kindness. I should live with love. And, and I said to him, I said, I know rich people who still hate life, but I don't know that many people that are following Jesus that are being kind and loving and caring for their neighbors out of a pure heart that hate life. And like an hour later, I saw that he had put that exact quote on his Instagram. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's going out, he's share, he credited it to Jesus. He's like, sure. this is what Jesus says. Hmm. And I'm like, wow, even this guy, my Muslim friend, is here in a way sharing Jesus. Sure. Sharing a little bit of that gospel message. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think this friend even has a full high school education. So sure. there you go. Yeah. So if you were going to leave off kind of a challenge to your former self, let's say, you know, you would be able to, to send a note or make a phone call to you, you know, five years ago, moving to New York, what would you tell yourself that you wish you'd known if you wanted to just put it in a soundbite for us? I think I would say, Gabe, you have, uh, you have the hope of Christ within you and you love your neighbors. So go out to your neighbors, ask them questions, share that hope that you have. Be bold for God is with you. That's simple. Thanks. Uh, Thank you for joining us today on the Global City Mission podcast. You can learn more about GCMI on our website, globalcitymission.org, or you can visit us on our Facebook and Twitter.